following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What's going on, everybody? Intentional foul. Back again. Studio B. Rolling solo at the house. Got uh, Josh on the line again for week three of the quarantine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's starting to get a little dicey here, especially getting close to Easter time. Um, because the kids are all in decorations and they're wondering about Easter baskets and all that stuff. And, um, We've been doing an occasional Easter egg hunt, and um, apparently their minds aren't as um, up to speed like mine as uh, I would have thought because we went to go fire up the stove tonight, and all of a sudden, after the preheat, we hear we smell this horrible smell, and we look in, and there's stuff yellow stuff dripping from the tray and gathered collected at the bottom of the stove. And we immediately think that, well, it's left over like cheese from a past dish or something that we did. And I go to wipe it up and it's hard and it sucks. And we asked the girls, they had put a plastic yellow Easter egg in there to hide <laughs> and forgot where it was and didn't tell anybody. Oh, that's great. So it melted in the oven. Nice. But that was fun to clean out. Oh, it was. Yeah, I had a spatula and I was cranking. It was steel wool time. It was just fantastic. So I'm, and I'm sure at the end of this, there are going to be a lot of parental kid stories that are um, going to be very, very similar, and maybe even more catastrophic. Yeah, I mean, I was one of the people that was on board with this uh, thought that maybe we were going to see another baby boom here with all this quarantining, but maybe the opposite will actually happen. Maybe uh, the more time <laughs> these these parents spend with their children, they're going to realize that's it. Like I don't, I can't have any more. Yeah, I don't know if also like for kids or for for couples that don't have any kids, is the divorce rate now going to go up yeah. as well because they're stuck with each other, but it. I mean, as far as parents that already have kids, there's no time to get away to even do that stuff. I know parents can say that, well, you'll find time in a place and a locked door and all that. But, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you can't get away right. at all. And, right. like, I was I was thinking about this. I was talking to some other people. You're an only child like me. You're a single guy. You're living at home. Is this shut-in stuff driving you mad or are you cool? on your own, doing your thing, watching whatever, playing video. I mean, are you, you know? Well, I, I'm i starting to get to my wits end, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still working, so I'm having a little bit of human interaction, albeit, right. you know, much, much smaller than normal. So I'm getting that at least a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, from, you know, from 5 till I go to bed, at night and then pretty much the entire weekend if I don't stop over to my parents or if I have to go get a couple of groceries, I'm just a shut I am. I'm a shut in and it's just I watched a lot of old college basketball this last week. And it was fun. Don't I'll get me wrong. But okay. 
I'm kind of done with that now. Like, mm-hmm. I want to watch the Brewers and the Bucks, right. and they're not there to watch, and I don't like that. Did, so, I don't know. Did opening day hard? What's that? Did opening day hit you hard? Yeah, that sucked. That sucked. I was I was glad to see a lot of people that we know um, that live over in that area kind of have their own tailgate. I saw some people do stuff in their yard or in their driveway, and um, that's cool to kind of keep the tradition alive. But, yeah, man, it sucked to not have baseball. Like, you know, that's a day I always look forward to. I haven't missed one in over 20 years, and uh, my dad and I always go together. It's a, it's a nice tradition that we have, and, uh, you know, we'll still get to – we'll still go whenever the real – the, the actual opening day ends up being, but um, mm-hmm. you know that late March, early April jaunt over to Miller Park is is always a fun time. Yeah, and I mean, you and I have talked about opening day. I know that's a big thing, like you said, with you and your pops. If that doesn't bother me, like the only thing it's affecting here in our house is how soon or not we're going to pull the plug on our satellite provider and go to YouTube TV. I mean, they had just struck a deal with the, the Fox Sports regional ownership company. And I was like, okay, all right, you know, full steam ahead. And then everything, you know, just died out and got canceled and postponed. So there's no real reason to switch other than price. And now that the streaming services are all bought down and Charter's probably going out of their freaking minds by having to, you know, get their bandwidth maxed with all these devices and, uh, all that stuff. So it's like there's really no point to switching over to that right now if there's not going to be any sports on. I can't watch the Brewers, can't watch the Bucks. Right. Yeah, it's 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 strange, man. Like it's it's like I said, we're basically into week three. I mean, uh, based on what the president said yesterday, it sounds like through the end of April. So we got another right four and a half weeks of this. This you're talking almost two months of. Uh, not doing anything, I don't know. That's that's a long time when you think about it that way. I mean, it, in, in some ways, in a lot of ways, it hasn't been awful, at least for me, because I am still working every day. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are laid off or that are home with their kids or whatever, like, man, I I can't imagine. That, that would be uh, – those would be some long, repetitive days. Well, a lot of people are posting on social media to try to give perspective about their grandparents and – you know, living through wartime and having this rationed and then the Great Depression and you, you did it for X number of years and basically all they're telling you is, hey, if you need to collect unemployment and stay inside like this, and, you know, stream whatever you want on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu and don't even worry about it because everything's going to be fine in a couple of months. And they're, you know, they're just trying to give people a perspective and I get that because it seems a little ridiculous to complain about where we're at and what we're dealing with comparatively speaking. But, you know, for a lot of people, this is all they've ever known. And this is probably the most trying time they'll have for a long time. I mean, this is, this is going to be remembered. You know, it, it does speak to the, the privileges we have as Americans though, man. Like, I mean, this is, this is quote unquote roughing it for us. It's like, yeah, you just sit home and watch Netflix all day and eat Cheetos and, chase your kids around and you know i mean and sit in your sweatpants it's like yeah could be worse you know yeah gym memberships are probably going to be at a premium when this thing ends because i i so many people just like what can i eat when can i eat it how much can i eat right 
I, I mean, I will say that I've seen a lot of people outside that I didn't know live in my subdivision because you've never seen them before. People are just one. We just went for a drive yesterday when it was getting dark just to get out. We looked at some houses and, you know, some ideas for improvements and stuff like that just to get out and just to go do something. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sad. No, I hear you. I mean, I went out after work tonight and did a little raking just to get outside and do something for an hour and, you know, I'm going to fertilize tomorrow and, you know, get ready for Ooh, a get, get ready for a normal spring. I mean, I'm going to have to be mowing my grass here in a couple, you know, maybe a week or two and you know, right. I guess life goes on even if we don't have all of the, you know, things we maybe want to have or places that we want to frequent, but still got to go about stuff, I guess. This is riveting sports content that we're giving the listener here tonight but there's there's nothing out there sucks and mondays are mondays are usually my days at the radio station to actually recap some of the things that happened on the weekend and talk about some things that happened on sunday so mondays are usually my most packed day and this was actually the lightest monday i've had since this whole thing started like i was i was digging for some stuff and there wasn't a whole lot out there can do you i i know you talk to jason wildy every now and again and i know he does a daily you know local radio show i mean what's it like do you know for for guys like him that just um you know i mean you can only do so many twitter polls about stupid packer stuff or badger stuff or you know before you just you know you run out of stuff to talk about you can only rehash the glory days and and talk about the draft so much, I think. But, like, what are these guys doing? How are they filling time? Is it is it really a scramble for them right now? That's a good question. I mean, Jason and I talked, I think, at the start of last week. Um, maybe you know, we just kind of talked about the Packers free agency things and some, some draft things. We didn't really touch on what he's actually talking about because he can't go into his office at Lambeau. Everything's closed, so he's doing the show from his basement. Um, pretty much every morning, but no, he didn't. We didn't really talk about content. I mean, I saw um, Matt Velasquez write a golf story in the Journal Sentinel last week. That dude's the Bucks reporter, right? You know, and he and he's talking about golf. Adam McAlpine was finishing touches on his book, the Brewers dot com beat writer, and he's going to release that here um, in mid April. So I mean, I'm just wondering what what the. I mean, if you're a beat writer, what's Harbor doing? I mean, what you're right. These radio guys that need two, three, four hours of content, I don't know what you can do. I mean, you're going to have to turn into like a normal music-oriented show where you just talk about stuff. Well, I did see today that the uh, parent company of the Journal Sentinel is furloughing a bunch of people. So That's not surprising. It will be interesting to see kind of what writers are still doing stuff here in the next couple of weeks and who gets, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they have to file for unemployment or they get a little vacation time or what, but um, hopefully that doesn't happen around here. I know, you know, our, our our guys at the Gazette Sports, Eric Schmolt and John Barry, I mean, you know, I was at my parents yesterday and the sports section was like three pages. And it was the majority yep. of it was about the girls all area team, which, you know, is great. That's what our paper should be about. But it's like, man, that was it. Like, other than that, there's just really nothing to say. Yeah, they've had a lot of guest columnists and writing about memories. And I mean, it's good, soft stuff, but that there's just no hard sports news. But I guess there's nothing like you and I were. I was texting you last night. What 
what am I going to write about for my commentary for those for the next month or so? It's just going to have to be all fluff. Some of it's going to have to be memories. Some of it's going to have to be, you know, opinions about when we get back, what we can expect. I'll probably spend a whole week on the draft before that happens, which, I mean, we should talk about that at least for a little bit and Goodell basically saying, this is what's going to happen. And if you complain, we're going to find you. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly don't know what some of these shows do to fill time. It's amazing. Yeah, lead the way on that, because I, I honestly haven't been keeping up with it the last few days, so you certainly know more about it than I do. Well, basically, he sent a memo to all the teams and said, be prepared to do this off-site with as few people as possible, and the dates are going to be what they are. We'll figure out the infrastructure and whatever. And by the way, if you go publicly and, and complain about this, you're subject to fines, maybe even you know, lost draft picks, I don't know. Um, but he basically put the hammer down and said, this is what's happening, like it or not, so deal with it, which it's okay that a lot of teams now at least have an even playing field. There's no real big advantage because, um, you know, a certain number of guys have, have scouts have gone to pro days. Um, you know, basically you have tape. You can't bring anybody in for physicals or anything like that. There's nothing about this prep work that you can basically do unless you've already done it and you're just going to watch tape. So I'll be really curious to see who bombs and who doesn't just based on all the limited information they're going to have. And who knows? It might be a GM and a couple of scouts and maybe the coach in somebody's living room or somebody's basement. I don't know how that's going to work. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I thought I had heard the other day that he, there were either some owners or something that had, that had maybe privately kind of whined that they were going ahead with the draft because of some of those concerns where they don't get to, you know, look at these guys one last time and have their doctors check them or whatever. But, um, right. yeah, I mean, you know, so, but sometimes less is more for these guys, and you can get so inundated with this information that, you know, you get paralysis by analysis looking at these guys, and we're, it's sometimes it's just not that difficult. Like, you know, you can look at a player a, a lot of times and just know whether or not they can play. That's to- I, I totally agree. I mean, they need to put them through the, you know, the wonder lick or whatever it is and, and make sure they're not, you know, deep down um, in the dark recesses of their brain going to turn out to be serial killers or something like that. And um, But, yeah, I mean, the, the overriding phrase that I always hear from, from coaches and GMs and scouts, tape don't lie. Right. Watch the tape. Mm-hmm. See what he does. Break down the tape. That's what he's capable of doing. You know, watch him against a different variety of opponents and teams and all that stuff, and that's basically what you only need to rely on. Yeah, and trust, now, trust your scouts. I mean, this is what you pay these guys for. You pay these guys to watch these players. They don't just start scouting them at the combine. Like, they've been watching these guys right. since high school, some of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, trust your scouts. Trust what they know, the contacts they've made, and, you know, make your pick accordingly. But, um, yeah, there's just – there's no way that the NFL was ever going to think about postponing this and pushing it back. It's 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 too big of a deal. It's it's too big of a ratings bonanza that they're going to have. Um, they've got a monopoly on sports right now, where it is sports that doesn't consist of people being in close proximity of each other. You know, so it's it's going to be huge in a, in a couple of weeks when when it finally gets here. It seems like we've been waiting forever. 
somebody said that a great idea would be to stretch the draft to one one round per day. Oh yeah, why not? Why why not? Like dissect the uh, shit out of the fifth round guard from Kansas State that the Chiefs take. So like, why, why not? That's such a bad idea. But why not? Like what you know, else is there? There's nothing. Right. For I, I for mean, junkies like it is, but for junkies like you and me with sports, it's like I need this. I need something. That, and, and that's what I told Michael. I said I'd watch every pick of the seventh round because if if they break it down as much as they do the first round, that's fine. All you're right. Like you said, the the backup guard from Kansas State. I'll look at guys from the you know Pac-12 and and all these other you know the WAC and whatever teams that I I rarely even hear of unless I'm playing as them in NCAA football or something like that. I'll watch and I'll look and they'll show highlights and be like, oh, okay, he looks pretty good or something like that. And, and so I'll be, we'll be so starved for material that I guarantee if you make the seventh round of the draft a one-night thing apart from everything else, people will watch. Well, I hope you enjoy this because this is the only time in your life you're ever going to get me excited about the NFL draft. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm going to bring it up. Hey, remember that one year you couldn't wait for the draft? That's because there was a to think of one year. That's because of the friggin' pandemic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have you looked at anything? Is there anything else going on? I mean, other than your and I, I logged off Facebook as much as I could for the last couple of weeks, and I probably will do that for at least the next month, maybe more. But I saw you put out. Um, a kind of a cool little hypothetical, which was kind of interesting. Do you want to jump into that, save it for later? Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Um, man, not. There's really not much else to hit on with with uh, anything going on. I mean, you know, the Packers lost a wide receiver. Geronimo Allison signs with the Lions. Um, nah. I'm sure no Packer fan cares. Um, I saw Wimbledon today was postponed for the first time since World War II, or canceled, I should say. I don't believe I believe it's canceled. Um, really? Yeah, they're not even going to do it. I don't think so. If I if I read that right, I don't. It might have said postponed, but I I thought it said canceled. I know our our buddy Mister Schmolt gets very very picky on the language there. Um, That's right. But yeah. first time since World War II, so you're talking you know eighty years basically. Um. So that. Well, they did the same thing to the Indianapolis 500. It it had never been postponed. There there was there was a break for the war, but it was never held outside of Memorial Day weekend ever. And that and that this is the first time that happened too. Mm. Pretty wild stuff these times. Pretty wild. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. No, let's, as far as- yeah, let's get into this this little hypothetical I put out. If you're ready. Sure. So yeah, I put on Twitter and on. Uh, on on Facebook for the dozens and dozens of listeners that we have. Um, That's right. A little hypothetical, just a little homework assignment. Uh, you're a senior in high school in any sport you want. You're the number one recruit in America in that sport. You can pick any school you want to go to and play. And why? So we got a we got a smattering of answers. Some um, some smart ass ones. Some serious ones. Obviously. We, wait, wait. Our 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 mutual friends are smart ass. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Not at all. Not at all. So, um, do what do you what do you want me to do? Or the, were there any that stood out to you? Do you want me to just go down the list here, or what? What do you think? 
I mean, we, we we can talk about them. Do you have an idea of what you would want to do first before we get into everybody else's? I'll, we'll, we'll hit me last. How's that? Okay. Um, the, you the, know, go ahead. You started off. I, I was thinking about it quite a bit because you had nothing I mean, else you to do. Obviously want to, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, cause part of me wanted to, part of me was realistic about it. And in, in, in the fact that thinking about my own career, if I had, you know, picked one thing and stuck with it, what realistically could I have gone the farthest with? And I mean, I was the long snapper my senior year, and I thought I was pretty good, and now they've got long snapping camps. And some of these guys are always picked up as unrestricted free agents, but that is a very job-secure-oriented position because there's been a couple guys, specifically the guy who played on the Packers, he's now a front office executive, and I think he played with them for, I want to say, like 16 years. That's not right, but somewhere in that, and he didn't. And he didn't get rich, but he always made the team, and he always had a job. And it, it kind of hit me like if I actually would have gone hard after that, I'm wondering how far I could have gone. Because I'm sure. I mean, every team needs a long snapper, but you only take the best, you know, thirty of them. I'm, not, I'm sure there's not a backup. Maybe there is, um, but I, I think other guys can do it. Um, but yeah, that that was kind of a specialist position that I thought maybe realistically. I could have done maybe at the collegiate level if I would have stuck with it. And what? And what school? Um, I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd stay in and go to Wisconsin just because the state pride. I grew up liking the Badgers, going to Badger home games. Uh, but, I, I but don't that's, you know the warm but That's weather. the rule. You can't go to UW. That's not an option. That's too easy. Did I miss that in your? Yes. In your rules? Yes. Oh, UW is not an option. Too easy. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, I definitely wouldn't go anywhere else in the Big Ten. Um, I like my old Babe Ruth coach saying that he'd go to Hawaii, which is just perfect. But the problem there is that you rarely get noticed unless you are very, very good all through college. And by then, it's probably the end of your junior year before anybody notices because nobody watches your games except for Pacific, you know, time zone people. Um, you know, I, I might go to Colorado. Okay. Somewhere in the mountains where I could go skiing. I don't mind the snow, and it's kind of away from the rest of the world, and you're not really hit with a lot of, you know, horrible weather except for snow. And I like skiing, and I like snow, so I'd, 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 I'd probably go there, Colorado, Colorado State, something like that. So long snapper, Colorado. All right, I like that. That's a that's a nice start. Um, yeah, let's let's go to your Babe Ruth coach, uh, Mr. Stricker here. Uh, he says uh, he would like to go to Hawaii if he were the number one recruit. He would talk to other top recruits and try to get a phenomenal class to go. Fab five on the islands. Why else would you want to go anywhere else? Well, I agree with you with the time zone thing. I mean, that's a problem. You're on late at night, so half the country's not watching you play. Um, and not only that, but would you want to travel five, six hours even more to go play a conference game? I mean, you know, our road trips get long just to, you know, drive an hour to, to Middleton or something like that. Now you're constantly on a plane crossing an ocean just to go play a conference game. For sure. Road trips are a bitch. Um, everything out there is really expensive. College kids have no money. Right. And, you know, you're a long way from your family. I mean, a lot of kids get homesick. Right. A lot of people, you know, they like to have their parents close to them or at least, you know, not a 12-hour flight away. So, I don't know. Logi- the weather and everything, it sounds great, but logistically, it's. I think it's a tough sell. 
I, I would agree. All right, let's move on to Schmidt here. Mike Schmidt wants to go to Georgia Tech as a two-sport athlete playing baseball and basketball. Um, obviously wants to uh, go up against Mike Manti, one of our good <laughs> friends, a uh, big North Carolina fan, and uh, smash it in his face. Um, Georgia Tech, interesting choice. Um, not, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge college baseball follower, but um, as far as their basketball program goes, they've been not very good in recent memory. Right. I mean, Schmidt, Schmidt was a catcher. He wants to be a point guard. I don't know anything about the school that's good. I, I would doubt a lot of these guys are looking at as education as a sidebar of this. Oh, They're no, always, not at all. That, that wasn't even a consideration for me. Right. So, so for sports, I don't know what Georgia Tech has above anybody in the SEC or Southern ACC schools or anything like that. I would be curious to follow up why the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, we would have to definitely get some clarification from Schmitty on that one. Uh, moving on, uh, Eric Dougal, one of my former teammates, absolute, mm-hmm. absolute black hole. Once it got to him, it was going up. Um, good guy to go get some assists off of, though, that's for sure. Sure. Um, he said that he would just skip college entirely, go play in Europe for a year, and join the NBA. So him and Brandon Jennings can tell me how that goes for them. Um, what, now, what, what is your feeling on that? Is that? I mean, are you fine with that, making a name for yourself in Europe but not doing the college thing? No, I think that's kind of stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that, like, the instances of – you know, like Luka Doncic playing in the Euro League and and being the MVP as a seventeen year old and winning the title, and then and then coming over here and not going to college. That's a little different because he's grown up in that culture, playing, you know, playing as a fourteen year old in the men's league, things like that. So that's a little different. But I don't know. I just think it's one year of college. It's not that big a deal. It's fun if you play in the NCAA tournament. It's fun as hell. So, uh, yeah, right. you, you, it might cost you a million or two bucks, um, but if you're that good anyway, you're going to make that up and more if you just do it the normal yeah. way. And the, and the one and done's going away here shortly anyway. So, um, Ian Bame said he'd go down to the U at Miami, baseball relief pitcher, ladies in the weather, no stress, play every inning and the higher percentage of making it to the pros. I like his second choice a lot better. Golf. Um, because golf, yeah. I mean, golfing in Arizona State, you you still get the weather. You probably don't have to work as hard. And I, I've never been to Miami, um, but I'm I, I don't know that that's a city that I would like for that size. Um, I mean, I've been to Orlando, and you know, down in Florida a few times. I'm not crazy about all the about all the humidity. But Miami just seems like a place that I wouldn't want to live. Yeah, Miami. Miami doesn't really seem like a Goldberg kind of town. No offense. I mean, it's there's just a, there's a, there's a lot of shit going on down there. There's a lot of crowds, a lot of sweaty people. Um, yeah, no. Not not really up your alley as much. No, no. Arizona State, I think, would be fine. The dry heat, I could handle. Absolutely. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Matt Murray, one yeah, of our boy Murray. one of our faithful listeners. He would be a catcher at Oregon State. Oregon is home of the Fighting Beavers. He's also left-handed and would become the first ever left-handed catcher. So he would go down in history. Um, 
also recommends also recommends a, ne- a Netflix movie called Battered Bastards of Baseball. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting choice. I get the Beaver connection. Um, that's that's always fun. Uh, Oregon State. Um, I don't know that I want to go to college in Oregon. It would just seem like no. I would probably never go to class because I was so high all the time. Um, <laughs> that would just I don't know how that would ever work. Just no self-discipline at that age to be able to power through that. No way. I mean, it just seems like, because when I, I mean, when college game day is out in Oregon, and I think maybe they've gone to Oregon State, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, they cleared out a bunch of trees, dropped the campus in, and there you go. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't need Miami, but I think I need more than that. Chris Collis. Also would like to golf at Arizona State. Okay. Um, it's a top-tier program, and he said to Google the Arizona State party scene. So Arizona yeah. State did come up quite a bit when I was doing this. Apparently a lot of our friends are and listeners are fans of STDs and future porn stars, um, <laughs> which if you are, Arizona State is the place for you. No doubt about it. I like I like that Bladorn asked a question and then you followed up and he didn't really give you an answer. As only Bladorn can do. His question is senior year currently or when he was a senior? Because that matters not at all. No, it's a hypothetical. You're not looking for parameters. Come on, Blado. Uh, Ross Clowder hit me up. He wanted to play baseball at Arizona State play shortstop and pitcher um, for all the obvious reasons that we've already outlined. What? I mean, I've known some people that have gone to Arizona State, and some of the guys have said that's the main reason why. So apparently the reputation (laughs) has nothing to do with athletics. No, no. Um, I got a couple other ones here I got via text message. Uh, Jay Jay Collis would like to golf at Tennessee. Um. John Schaffner would like to be a winger for hockey at Minnesota. Um, Mer Janesville on Twitter had baseball at Cal State Fullerton. That would be interesting. That's a a nice one. I actually, I was thinking about that because as a power-hitting first baseman, you want to go either somewhere in the south where you can play all the time or somewhere out west because you always see one of those teams make the college baseball World Series championship yeah. every year, and you're like, who is, why are they good? But when you can play in nice weather year-round, that's what happens. No question. Always putting guys high in the draft. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Joe Robinson, uh, he would like to have played basketball at Indiana for Bob Knight, which I laughed at when he tested me that because obviously he just wants to be yelled at for four years. Because <laughs> that's all it would be just just getting just getting screamed at, threatened, screamed at, intimidated. God, it'd be fun. Yeah, but you know, Joe, he'd have a million dollar smile on his face. Oh, for sure, face. he'd love it. He'd love it. But you yeah. know, you would get to be around one of the great coaching minds of all time, which that in itself is something. But I don't know. I I, I don't know that I'm 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 not going to be going that route. Um, hey, if, if- if, if you can get some fun out of that, more power to Yeah. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, my buddy Eric Warner, I thought for sure he would say basketball at North Carolina because he thinks of himself as the baby Eric Montross. <laughs> but he threw me for a loop. Um, 
let me find the text message here that I got from him. It's a, it's a pretty good one. Uh, where are we at here? This is great. He says, uh, Cal Berkeley on a swim scholarship, unbelievable education, women in weed, great weather, and a great chance to go to the Olympics. Okay. And I said, that's I was like, well thought out. I know. I'm like, swim? What the hell? I've never even seen. I think I've seen this guy in Weiski's pool like twice. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that, that brings up a good point. Like, none of these none of these athletes look past the number one recruiter or chose a sport that is necessarily Olympic feature. True. It's all money. It's all money. With, it's right. If, if you're that good, I mean, and you want to be the best in the world, there's a distinct possibility you could be going to the Olympics, but it, it doesn't sound like a lot of these would translate to that. What's that girl? It's I think she went to Stanford, Katie Ledecky, where she oh, yeah. she just wins like, by like three pool lengths in every event she's in mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Olympics. Uh, all right. And our last one from um, everybody's good buddy, Dave Walker. He said he would like to have played basketball at Stansbury. Stansbury being oh the fictional nice. college yes. of the great show Saved by the Bell. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. You're, you're always, you're always, walk. always there to you know keep keep it, keep it on the straight and narrow. You work on not shanking it during the golf outing this year. <laughs> so we thank everybody that that responded to that. Yes. Um, nice to get That's a little bit idea, of feedback, George. and you know we'll try to come up with some random stuff to see if we can get a little listener interaction. I, you know, I don't know if Facebook's the best way to communicate, if Twitter's the best way to communicate. You know, I'm not going to ask for any personal information or anything like that, emails and stuff. But you know, if anybody's got a particular way they want to do it, let us know. I'm I'm certainly open to suggestions. Well, it seems like you got a, a good feedback group from a, a number of sources. So, um, well, I was busy playing NBA Jam Tournament Edition of 2019. You were busy knocking that out, so I appreciate that. The Bucks only lost once, and that was. Brooklyn Nets, they finished the season in first place. Okay, so leading into that, I wanted to ask you, other than, you know, doing dad stuff, what have you been doing? I know you've been playing a lot of this game. Explain explain to me what it is. How how do you have the 2019 version of this? What are you playing it on? I need, I need to know these details. <laughs> so, for the last few years, when the Started, I don't know whether it started to get popular or what or when I jumped on. I found out that you can basically download a program on your computer that will play any number of our old video game platform games because they're so limited in their size that you can transfer them into computer files and then this program recognizes the file. You know, it's basically like a Microsoft Word knowing what a document is. And it will upload. You basically just need a controller that has USB connection, and you can go play. Now, the people who kind of do this stuff and are really good at editing and programming and stuff, they found ways to update rosters for games like Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, there's RBI Baseball, oh and for some some super, yeah some Super Nintendo games like NBA Jam. And so they basically like rewrite the code. And there was a little bit more um, 
hardcore stuff that I needed to go that I didn't really know how to do, but I watched like a YouTube tutorial. It's all nerd stuff that I'm not privy to, but I somehow got it to work. You know enough so to be dangerous. Updated, right. So there's updated rosters for this NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and there's three players for every game, and it's off of last year's roster. Hmm. Um, and the Bucks are the second highest rated team. They have Giannis, they have Middleton, and then they have Brooke Lopez. Oh, nice. So I, yeah, and, and like I should send you the ratings, because so, you're good at breaking this stuff down. Because for what I followed from the Bucks, Lopez isn't terrible from three-point range. Correct. But yet, from a one to a nine rating, he's just a two from three. And I thought that was a little bit of a disservice. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's at minimum a, a three. At minimum. He could okay. be, you could argue okay. him a four, but he's at least a three. So Giannis, and again, I don't know all the all the ratings off, my, off the top of my head, but, you know, Giannis I thought was probably a little undervalued as well. Um, Golden State was 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 the top team. Um, Durant, Durant and Curry. No, they actually had Durant on on the net. Oh, they did. Okay, which I, which I thought was odd because when I finished the season, that's when rosters expanded and you could choose from like you know five or six guys per team. So they added Robin Lopez, which I thought was odd because he wasn't on the team last year. Right. But they had but they had Powell Gasol on the Bucks. Really? So, I, yeah, I wasn't really sure whether it was last season or this season. It seemed like a combination of everything. But um, why, is they, why are they putting was, all the why are they putting all the tall white guys on the box? This isn't <laughs> this isn't the Brad Lowhouse, Fred Roberts, Frank Brakowski box. Come on! Oh man, that was that the, the original NBA Jam with with, with those box Lowhouse and who who was it? Um, uh, Blue Edwards. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Blue fucking Edwards. Um, that guy. Oh my God. Yep. Just dark, dark days. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> so yeah. So I play, I got, I got kind of into the, into the NBA jam season. I played all the teams. I only lost once to the Nets and then I, I crushed them the next time, but it was, I think it was Durant and Irving and the third guy that I can't even remember at this point, but it was, it was, it was kind of fun to play, you know, an upgraded roster and, like I'll do that with 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 Texas Super Bowl every year when they get an upgraded roster, but then I'll play like probably four games and then I'll get bored. Right. You know, I've always so. wanted to purchase the actual NBA Jam arcade game, and they do have them mm-hmm. out there. You can get them for like four or five hundred bucks. But I just, it's just one of those things where it's like I want it, but I know if I had it, I'd never touch it. See, I think I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd play with got, it for a little bit, but then I would just be right. like, nah, I got PS5. <laughs> you know? So, a lot of guys and I, and I mean, you knew this back in college because if you ever saw me at a bar, I was probably at the Golden Key Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's all me and my friends kind of did when we went out to the Mad Boar and, and the Coyote Grill and, and stuff like that. Um, but they, they make Golden Key Home Editions where you can connect to a flat screen and they just have the base and then they have the computer program and they'll come out and they'll service the trackball because you got to hit that, you know, like with the force of a sledgehammer sometimes. But that I think would be a cool thing to have in my basement. But I'm just wondering if I'm just playing against myself and I have like, you know, nine courses, 
how much would I really play it? Right. You'd set the record on every course multiple times and then just be like, okay. Right. And I mean, unless you can play remotely and all of your friends had one and they're in their basements and you're, you know, you, you're doing something like people are doing now meeting online, you know, in Zoom or Google Hangout or whatever for happy hours. See everybody. I don't know that I would necessarily be totally into that for a while. So, other than NBA Jam, what what else you been doing? Are you are you binging any new shows? You watch any movies? <laughs> I did. Dan and I plowed through Tiger Tiger King. We we got on that last week. I know this is probably something that you're never going to watch. No, no. I've I've heard <laughs> I've heard a lot about it, but I just no. 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 Um, I, I'm trying to find stuff to watch. Um, he and I very sparingly watch um, Shit's Creek, which I didn't know was in its like fifth or sixth season. But it's actually some pretty funny writing. We'll knock out an episode or two um, a day. Uh, there's there's a bunch of stuff on Netflix that, that we're just trying to dive into um, and just try to keep occupied with some sort of semblance of shows now that the sports just aren't on. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, uh, finishing up this project I've been working on, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. A lot of yeah. podcasts. Um, you know, uh, Bill Simmons, who runs The Ringer, several years ago wrote a book called The Book of Basketball, which is kind of like the it's like a 700-page Bible about the right. about the NBA, and in it he ranks his top hundred players, and you know, tells you know does a lot of research and whatnot into each individual player and stuff. So he had put out a uh, basically like a a sequel to his book, but in podcast form about some individual players and um, uh, that are you know have been playing or retired recently, and going back and kind of rewatching and rehashing some old games. Um, so I've been listening to all those. It's it's pretty cool, um, you know. Going back, they, he did one with uh, Mark Stein, an, an old ESPN reporter, um, about Dirk, and just talking about how for so long, you know, Dirk couldn't get over the hump, and then they they finally made the finals in '06, and then they lose to Shaq and Wade in the finals, and there's some referee shenanigans that are kind of held over the head of of. Miami in that series and and then the next year he wins the MVP and they have this great year but they get knocked out in the first round the first one seed to ever get knocked out in a seven game series in the first round and then it's until 2011 when he wins the title and you know it kind of got me thinking like who's out there kind of in the ether of sports right now that's kind of got this stupid narrative on their head of like they can't win or they haven't won enough. Um, I mean, the first one that really popped in my head was Rodgers, even though obviously I'm not a fan of Rodgers. He does have this thing over his head of, he's only got one Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, it's a stupid narrative, really. I mean, if you've watched this guy's career and you've followed even semi-closely with how the Packers have operated, you know it's not that simple, but... I don't know. Is there is there any other than him that you can kind of think of, or you're like, that's ah, just dumb. Like that's that doesn't make any sense. 
No, I mean you kind of hit on the uh, on the main one, and I I mean I haven't I haven't been all in on the on the Packers organization for the last probably year or two with how they've been forming the team. I mean I've been kind of critical by position group year in and year out, and why they can't do this and why they can't do that. I mean, it, it, bring up basically the main point: if you talk to anybody, whether it's a coach, a GM, or a player, how hard and lucky both of those things need to factor into to reach and win a Super Bowl title. It's not just, hey, we have, we need to have the best team, therefore we're going to win all the games. It doesn't quite work like that. Um, I mean, basically all you need to do is get to the playoffs, get hot, and catch a couple breaks. And that's what it takes. For but, sure. Man, you kind of sprung this on me. I'm trying to. Think I know. I, I I just kind of thought of it here tonight when when I was just sitting around. And I was thinking about some of the things I've been doing, and you know the the Rogers thing, where it's like in some of these conference championships recently, he has not played very well. Everybody knows no. that, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but they have they have no prayer of even being there if he's not as great of an individual player as he is. So it's like, it, it, and John Elway went through this in his heyday when he lost three Super Bowls um, on some pretty, when you look back on a pretty crappy Bronco teams that he dragged to the Super Bowl and he had that narrative, well, he can't win the title. And it's like, well, yeah, but like, this is a, this is a three and 13 team. If, if he's not there, you know? Right. So I don't know. It was just something that, that I thought was interesting in that conversation. They applied it a little bit to LeBron you know, before the Heat won in 2012, it was he couldn't win the big one. And it was like, well, yeah, but those Cleveland teams were not great. I mean, his supporting cast mm-hmm. was pretty bad. I mean, there's only so much one guy can do, you know. Well, that's, I mean, you, you look at some of the position groups that he's had to deal with. I mean, I didn't recognize a whole lot of the names that Tom Brady was throwing to, but I know he had a good line. He had a good running back that kept the ball and usually had. Uh, a tight end or at least a, a number one wide receiver. I mean, some of the some of the position groups that that Rodgers was getting trotted out with, I and mean, they were a bag of bums. Not to mention that, you know, for the last couple of years that Don Capers was there, the defense just wasn't very good. Yeah, well, and you talk about luck. I mean, Tom Brady, the Patriots probably should be three and six in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. Okay. Could be nine and zero. Oh. If a couple things go their way, um, mm-hmm. so it, it's yeah, it's it's very close. I mean, you look at LeBron with Cleveland. If Draymond Green doesn't punch him in the balls and get suspended, he goes <laughs> he goes zero and four in Cleveland. Um, or if Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving don't get hurt in the first series against Golden State, maybe Cleveland beats the hell out of Golden State. Kevin Durant never goes there. I mean, who knows? But you got to get lucky. Um, let's wrap with your project, but I want to ask you one thing before mm-hmm. we get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the WIA has now come out, basically pushed the date back for spring high school sports to start even later. And I can't remember what I saw this morning, but basically you need at minimum a week of practice before games can start. And, and talking with a couple of people that shall remain nameless, but they have they're, they're privy to a lot of the situations and timing with the WIAA. 
some people think that there's going to be school and there will be sports. Some people think that everything's going to be scrapped altogether. But one person I did talk to pointed out, and I didn't know this, and I saw it on Twitter today in a conversation that I kind of jumped in on, that you need to play four regular season contests minimum, and then the WIAA can take your league, your teams, your 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 groupings, your sectional, seed it, and then they can have a postseason tournament. Hmm. And I just, it's great that they can have that and that you get that, but I, I don't know why you can't push back some of this stuff, especially when the WIA had sanctioned summer baseball up until last season and then they quit. And I, I don't know if, I, if some kids might be affected by college. I would imagine that it would only be a small percentage. But I, I would just think they try to get as much time rather than say, you need to play four games, then we're going to have our tournament, let's go. Because that's, I mean, for teams that need to gel together and play and practice and get better across the year, like to me, the best team might not win that that type of a setup in that tournament because who knows, if you get one guy injured and they don't have time to recover and he's done, and who's to say that's not going to happen anyway, but I don't know. There, there's just too many things that seem cheap to me about that whole setup. Yeah, my first thought would be why not push it back into the summer baseball slot that they played forever over over in the right. eastern part of the state. Um, have they said that they? I mean the, I mean the college thing. I mean you're talking about a handful of kids, right? And if they're going to state schools like a whitewater or a point or something, I mean, there's going to be certain, the, the rules have changed, man. Like this year for me, like I, I get what you're saying about the four games, but if that's what they got to do, that's what they got to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it kind of sucks and it could be screwy. And um, you know, I mean, how are those four games? Who are you playing? Are you playing, you know, if, if you're Craig, are you playing Parker twice and Beloit twice? That's, what what what, what, what is what does that tell me? Can I can I save my right. best pitcher? You know, there's there's obviously some some things you can do there, but yeah, I mean, you would hope that the kids get to do something. I mean, have they given? I mean, I guess it's I mean, nobody's really given much indication, but is there like a drop dead date of when they won't do anything at all? Have you heard that? I haven't heard that, but I haven't reached out to the athletic director. They just had their meeting. Their next one is coming up, I think, on April 10th. So that might be something that I would gather after that meeting or maybe ask going in if they could find that out because I know everything is, you know, I mean, it's, it's the one word that we've heard a lot through this whole situation is everything's fluid right now. Everything's in flux. So I, I don't think there's any concrete, you know, drop that date that anything needs to happen by or they're going to scrap the whole deal. I don't know. I mean, if there was a way they could somehow get playing games in late May, I mean, I don't, I, personally, I don't think they're going to play at all, but I hope yeah. they do. But if they could somehow get games going late May, you could play three games in a week. You could get nine, oh, sure. you could get nine or 11 games in by mid June and then have a, have a quick playoff. You know, and maybe I don't know. Maybe this year, maybe change the playoff structure. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you know, if you play ten games and you're below five hundred, you're out. Sorry, it's just how it is this year. Right. Next year, it'll go back to normal. This year, no. 
I don't know. No. But yeah, it's it's a tough anyway. spot to be in. I feel bad for the kids because you know for those sure. those chances. You know whether whether you're on a, a a great team or a really good team, and you got a chance to win state or go to state or win your conference, or whether it's just it's your last time to play, and you love the game. You mm-hmm. know, may, maybe you're the fourth outfielder in high school on your team, and you just like to play. You like to be on a team and be around the guys and go to practice, and that's just gone. That sucks. And and if you didn't go out for a winter sport, and you were looking forward to this yeah. being your last pop don't have it yeah how many kids decided as seniors like ah, i'm not going to go out for basketball this year i'm just going to hit in the cage and get ready for right. my senior year and then there is no senior year or the track mm-hmm. or the track person or, or the soccer player whatever or golf yeah that's right hmm. all right so we talked last week a little bit about we're going to have to try to find some some creative things to uh be able to keep this thing going through the quarantine and you know i i hinted at maybe doing some lists of some things and um one okay. th- one thing i want to do and i'm kind of in the process of doing then in 1996 the nba had their 50 year anniversary and so they had their 50 greatest players of all time um next all-star break will be the 75 year Mark, so I thought I would maybe try to compile the next twenty-five. So to get from fifty-one to seventy-five, um, maybe put together my list and why, and you know maybe do five five names at a time or something like that, and just uh, get a little feedback from the listener and, and kind of see what they think. That's just one thing I was kind of thinking of. I like it, but the other thing, and this is what I've been working on the last couple weeks, and I. I I mean, in hindsight, it would have been nice to have had this done when the NCAA tournament actually would have started, but because I got a late start on this, it didn't work up great in the timeline. But I decided, well, I I should give a little backstory. I, I saw on Twitter um, a couple days after the NCAA announced they were not going to have the tournament, I saw on Twitter some guy from ESPN who I'd never heard of. I don't know if he's, I don't even think he's an on-air talent. He might, he might just be a writer. Um, he put out this bracket. And it was like his last 25 years of the NCAA tournament bracket. And I, I was reading through some of the teams he had. And, you know, he had like some some weird upset ones. Like he had that UMBC that beat Virginia a couple years ago in there. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I just kind of read through it. And I thought, eh, if you're going to have a bracket like that with the with the best teams from the 25 years, you should not have a 16 seed in there. You know, just my opinion. Sure. So I decided to do one of my own. So what, <laughs> what I've done is I created a bracket and it is consisting of only final four teams from the last 25 years. So that gives oh me, so that gives me a hundred teams. So Obviously, I had to whittle that down to 64. So how did I do that? Well, the first thing I did was if you were a five seed or higher, so higher meaning closer to 16, five seed or higher, and you made the final four, you were automatically out. That eliminated okay. that eliminated Butler, Wichita mm-hmm. State, VCU, George Mason, teams like George that. Mason, yeah. You know, like the eight seed Badger team from two thousand. Like some teams that, yeah, they got to the final four, but they really weren't one of the four best teams, so they were automatically out. Um, that left me with about seventy five teams. 
Um, and then I just, through the process of elimination, I kind of weeded out some of the teams that were maybe in the three, four seed range that, you know, weren't really good in a particular year, but they made the final four. So then it came to, okay, well, now I've got my teams. How am I going to, how am I going to seed this? How much work? The number one question was how much work do I really want to put into this? Cause I could have put in a lot more than I did. I could have really gone down <laughs> the rabbit hole and it would have, it could have been ugly. Um, so I tried to keep it pretty basic. I took the 25 teams that won the title and there was only one repeat champion. That was 06, 07 Florida. So I took 06 Florida and I threw them out because the 07 Florida team was all the same guys, but they were a better team. So I threw the 06 Florida team out. So I've got 24 champions. Those are my one through six seeds in each of the four regions. So Arizona was a number four seed who won the title in 97. They're one of the top six seeds in their bracket. So that's, there was a, I showed a couple people this and there was some question of why did I have like the 38 and one Kentucky team that the Badgers beat in the final four? They're seeded a seven, not a three. Well, they didn't win the title. So they didn't qualify for one of the top six seeds. That was kind of my, that was my easy rationale. So then I went through and I rated the teams and I, and I seeded them one through six accordingly to what I thought is a rating. Then the, um, the next line, the seven through 11 seeds on my bracket were all number one seeds in their respective years that did not win the title. So that's where I got the seven through 11 seeds. So that's where you get, you get like, uh, the Illinois team that made it in 05, you get that Kentucky team that lost to Wisconsin, you get that Wisconsin team. Those are the teams that kind of fall into that range. Um, then the uh, the three seeds ended up being non-champions. Uh, that would make up the 13 through 15 in my bracket, and the four seeds made up the 15 and 16 seeds in my bracket. So um, I found a, a an Excel template. On, online, I YouTubed it, and I was able to enter my teams in, and it spit out a bracket. So I didn't really have to do too much. I just had to enter the teams in. So I, I would like to get this out to our listeners, and I'd like to have them fill the bracket out. Let me see who you think was your – who's your all-time team of the last 25 years. I'm sure I'll have a lot of people putting the Badgers at the top because – that's just what Badger fans like to do is make, make their own team win. Um, but I, I would hope if they filled it out, they'd fill it out as honest as, as possible. And, you know, I had a lot of fun doing this really because it, it allowed me to – I spent a lot of time on college basketball reference looking at these teams and some of the seasons. And, um, you know, I, it got me to think back about some of that stuff. I went on YouTube and watched some – pieces of games of, of some of these old teams. And it was kind of fun to go back and, and watch a couple of final four games. You know, there was one on uh, Sunday, it was the 1997 title game between Kentucky and Arizona. And I was just watching it and I'm like, one, two, three, four. I'm like, there's like nine pros in this game, mm-hmm. you know, like that don't happen that much anymore. So that was, that was pretty fun to look through, but um, I, I don't really know how to disseminate this to the people. Um, I'm not sure what the easiest way is. I'm open to suggestions. So, hmm. you know, I, I have the yeah, bracket. It's, it's ready to go. Uh, it's just a matter of, of getting it out there um, so everybody that wants to see it can see it, and maybe we even drag in a few people that we normally don't get. So, Might have to Google up, like, a 
um, a website that allows you to input a bracket of whatever and then allow a certain number of days for voting and then, you know, a team moves on or something. You know, I, I don't know that anybody... Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's I don't know. Question, can I? Can I just, you know... Can I just put it on Facebook and let every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the world see it? I mean, is that a good idea? I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to ask for everybody's email because I don't think everybody wants to give that out. Plus, I don't know how they'd get it to us. Plus, I, I wouldn't mind if more people got in on it. So I'm open to right. suggestions. However, anybody thinks about, um, you know, uh-huh. getting getting this out there and, and getting some input. But I had fun doing it. I would urge anybody if they decided to do it, you know, if you've got some – um, some kids that are interested in basketball, it's a, it'd be a fun thing to kind of go back and show them some old teams and check some old games out on YouTube because I tell you what, you click on it. YouTube is just unbelievable. You get into that rabbit hole, man, and you click on, you know, <laughs> you type in 1998 North Carolina, and then all of a sudden a Carolina-Duke game comes up, and I'm watching that, and then on the side it's like Duke-UNLV 90 national champ. So then I'm watching that, and it's it just on and on. And, you know, I'm only watching – I don't know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there of each thing, but it was fun. I had a good time. Kept me kept me kept me occupied for for several nights. I tried to keep it down to like an hour a night so I didn't get a headache going through this stuff. Um so yeah, it took me it took me a couple of weeks to put this all together. I hope uh hope not everybody laughs too hard at it, so we'll see. Well, it sounds like over the next month people are going to need things to keep their mind occupied, so that might be that. That might give some other people some ideas or some other things they can do without you know going crazy over this time. Well, and one of the people that I showed it to, you know, he he was good naturedly quibbling with a couple of my my seed uh, rankings with these teams, and I had to remind him that you know, hey, I I kind of came up with this little generic formula that I'm using, so I didn't have to deep dive into every team of every season and who they beat and who you know like. You get lost. You get lost. So I try to keep it as simple as possible. At the end of the day, the best teams are going to shine um, in in the bracket. I would just I would just like to see the commonality of kind of who's got what teams sure. winning. And you know, I think it'd be fun if we got enough people to fill this out. We could go we could go round by round, um, you know, game by game, round by round, and just kind of kind of go through it and talk about the teams and who people liked. And I don't know something to kill something to kill some time. Yeah, no, we'll we'll try and figure out a way to get that out for sure. Well, you got anything else, man? I I got nothing. I'm I'm overdue for uh, a trashy reality show with my lovely wife on on Bravo. So that's going to be my night once we uh, try to get the kids to bed as well. And then it's uh, early up to try and uh, figure out if there's anything left to talk about in the sports world on a morning radio show. <laughs> Well, I told you I was going to do it last night, but I think I might do it tonight. Uh, is uh, rent nineteen seventeen on yeah. on uh, demand here? So uh, heard it's good. Heard a lot of good things. I'm uh, I'm definitely a history guy. I'm into those war movies and stuff. So um, I think I might have to check that out. So I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, I would I would also encourage you in that in that best picture realm to check out Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. I'm not a car guy, but I also appreciate history. And I don't know how much the based on a true story was was true or factual, but uh, there's a lot of good acting and some good characters and it's a good story. So I right, right after you do that, check out Ford versus Ferrari. All right, be, be we'll be here with our book report. All right, 
All right, bud. Well, thanks for hopping on. This was another episode of The Intentional Foul. I'm Dan. I'm John. And we will see you down the road. Go sports.